Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing program services and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we'll talk with Sam Collins. He's Community Outreach Manager with the Fairfax County Health Department. We're going to talk about community outreach work, the community outreach team, and what they do. And of course, since it's that time of year, we're going to talk a little bit about flu and flu prevention. So Sam, welcome to The County Conversation. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Glad to have you here with us. Always enjoy talking about health-related topics because I learn so much. Hopefully, we're not going to go too far down in the weeds on on specific health topics because I don't want to show my ignorance. But community outreach, I think I can understand. So Right. Well, community <laughs> outreach is my expertise more than the health actual aspects good. anyway. So good. there you go. Good. Um, let's start with a basic um, explanation or definition. When we say this community outreach and Fairfax County Health Department has a community outreach team, what does that really mean? What is that? Well, uh, you mentioned flu. Ten When the... When the uh, H1N1 outbreak happened in Fairfax County, Dr. Gloria Adoayensu, who is the health director, um, really wanted to make sure that we were doing effective outreach to the immigrant um, and ethnic communities. And so started an outreach team that basically had people of the communities reaching out to the communities. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of a a commitment to One Fairfax uh, well before One Fairfax mm. was started. And that's one of the reasons I love working for Dr. Gloria is that she really has and carries that commitment um, to reaching out to communities that are more vulnerable. Right. Um, and so the team was created then. And, uh, and that Dr. was what, 10, 12, 10, uh, about 11 years yeah, ago, okay, yeah. yeah, 11, 12 years ago. And and she has slowly built the team from a couple of people that were grant funded um, to now us being uh, five outreach staff, wow. um, one reaching out to the Asian, uh, ch- mostly the Chinese and Korean communities, a Vietnamese woman reaching out to the Vietnamese community, um, the Indian and uh, Middle Eastern community, and the Latino community, as well as the African and African-American community. So we have five team members that are all focused on those populations. And what we try to do is uh, create uh, ways to build capacity in the community so that people are hearing these health messages and are um, able to better take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. So they hear the message in uh, – I'm, I'm – I'm just going to speak here and correct me if I'm wrong. They hear the message in their native tongue, but also, more importantly, someone who is their own community member. Yeah, of the community. Exactly. Um, People uh, often for good reason, especially from where they come and and or hear themselves, might distrust government. You know, Mm -hmm. imagine that. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Fairfax does a great job here, but we still need to overcome some of those – uh, myths around government, and sometimes they've had bad experiences. Right. And so uh, ha- having that trust with these people is uh, really important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that we are working on now is going from a an approach which has mostly been, hey, let's provide information. Uh, we go and we do a class, a health class on chronic disease, or we will go and do a presentation on the flu mm-hmm. to actually saying, how do we actually work with the community to say, um, okay, after you hear this presentation about the flu, how do we actually help them change their behavior so they're going to get their flu shot or that they're going to um, supporting each other to um, eat healthily mm-hmm. or 
any of those things. And that's a that's a trickier and longer process, but yeah. I think it's the the shift that we're we're moving toward. And and how are you doing that? Have you have found have you found ways to do that? Well, I mean, it's 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 community organizing 101, right? So there's there's plenty of historical uh, movements that were built, but it really is building a health movement. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, especially in the communities that we're talking about, um, there are there are a lot of obstacles to eating healthy. For example, um, there there are food deserts, or there are um, ubiquitous fast food chains that offer you know lots of food for very little money. That's very unhealthy. And so what we're doing is we're we're working with communities, in particular right now, communities of faith. We have uh, twelve. Uh, faith communities ranging from the uh, Muslim community to uh, the Latino Christian community to the Hindu communities um, that we are working with because these communities are already set up to take care of one another to a certain degree. Mm. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to organize them to include what the World Health Organization defines as health, which is not just the absence of disease, but complete social, emotional um, physical and spiritual health. Right. And these things are, you know, the, the connection is being built more and more now between um, the health that we have socially and emotionally and other health outcomes, chronic disease, obesity, these things that we suffer from. If we are feeling supported and happy in our lives, we are more likely to be able to make the choices. And we are therefore organizing faith communities to include that and change their community norms mm-hmm. around these areas. Mm-hmm. And, and we're just getting started. Right. Um, but there is, there is, uh, there are models out there. But it's really just getting into relationship right. and slowly working with the decision makers in these um, areas to in in these communities to make policy changes to. Um, to change the context, change the conversation. Um, I just looked, for example, right here across the hallway, I saw the vending machines, and there were five of them, and one of them was full of healthy food, and four of them were... Buried in the corner, probably. (laughs) No, it was right dead center, so that was good. But four of them were, you know, the stuff we usually get in vending machines. So what is our policy towards maybe the food we serve after a service? In a, in a church um, or a, a place of faith or a mosque. Um, what do we have a community garden? Are, does our youth programming maybe have kids working in gardens and eating the food there and beginning to like salad, which I've never gotten my kids to like? Right. Um, but those, any of those types of things, if we offer a chronic disease class, what are we doing after that to support the habits that we're trying to form, being you know meditation, or um, reading labels of food, on food, those types of things. It's sounding like, and 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 when I think of health, I think what you're talking about is expanding that definition of what I'm thinking about when I think of health or health department. Because I'm, I'm thinking <clears throat> doctor's office standard. Yeah, doctor's office flu shot. You're sick. You Correct. do this. But it's all these things that you're talking about that will lead to a healthier life. Right. So you've asked the question that Dr. Gloria loves to answer, and and um, and that is that there is a basically a health pyramid where if you think about the top of the health pyramid is all those things, doc, visits to the doctor's office, things that happen in clinics. 
And the United States spends trillions of dollars, more than any con- uh, any country in the world, on those types of services. Mm. Um, but in terms of promoting health, those things are the least effective. They, they account for about 10% of our health because if you think about it, when you go to the doctor's office, right. when you're, you're sick. sick. Right. And what we're talking about, and, and we could, you know, it's a bottomless hole, as we know in this country, for money, um, that we can just keep on pouring in these resources. But at the bottom of the pyramid are policies. Um, they are, you know, for example, um, how does our housing policies and our transportation policies affect health? And they do. And so Dr. Gloria has just started a position in the health department called Health in All Policies, where we have a person who has an urban planning degree as well as a health policy degree. And she is there working with those folks in planning to say, hey, when you're thinking about this, this policy change, how might it affect health? What decisions wow. could you make? Right. Um, and that can happen in our lives as well. Like that pyramid can apply to any part of our life right. um, as an individual or as a huge county government. Right. Right. And so that's exactly it. We're trying to change that definition because there are direct <clears throat> um, – we know if we, if we walk every day, if we do our 10,000 steps, we're going to go to the doctor less. If we right. eat more salad – we're going to go to the doctor less. We're right. going to be healthier and happier people. And um, we we don't really have that definition. So you're but, exactly right. But and, and you just said it. We know that this will <clears throat> benefit us. We know that will benefit us. We, we know all these things. But it's so hard to do. And it's so hard to make these changes. Um, That's correct. <laughs> Which is why what we're doing is we're doing it in communities because the reality is when you have good social support systems um, that are supporting the changes and we're going through them together, uh, then it's then it's easier. I mean, there is, are studies that state if you state your goal to your friends, mm-hmm. whatever that goal might be, you're more likely to achieve that goal. Just because you don't want to be embarrassed when you don't. Yeah, and there's <laughs> accountability and there might be support coming back. So mm-hmm. all of those things, yeah. right? Like, oh, you said you were wanted to, you know, walk. I'll take a walk with you. You know, th- there's those kinds of things gotcha. as well. I need to walk too. Right. Um, so it is – that is why um, we're doing it in communities. And, mm-hmm. and we hope to do it f- through faith communities, which is kind of a low-hanging fruit in some ways because mm-hmm. they are already – coordinated, organized, mm-hmm. and it's a minor a minor shift. And I right. would say that's the other thing that I would say about this. These changes take time. We have to celebrate, you know, we join the gym in January, work out five days a week, it's unsustainable, and we either injure ourselves or say, well, I can't do that forever. So we lose our 10 pounds, but then we gain it back for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And really what we need to think about and do is what is the small thing I can do today, one small change over time, celebrate that over and over again, and then add another small change because change happens slowly and incrementally. Wow. I'm writing that one down. That was, <laughs> that was awesome. You mentioned small change, though, and yeah. I think earlier you talked about relationships and building you know, these relationships within the community and it taking time to, to make these steps, to make these progress, to make these connections, to, you know, to, to get in the community and have it trickle out. Um, is that a frustrating part of the job? Not, not the making connections, but just the, the time. Well, I mean, I think that as I've gotten older, um, you know, and I've been working in this, this type of field for a long time, 
it, it might have been frustrating when I was younger, but there's an acceptance to it. It's a fact of life. You know, it's cold out today. I can I can complain about that all I want, but really I'm just going to put a coat on and go to work and, you know, because it's just a fact. And I think we forget that. And we 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 like to have these big victories. And, and, and history is full of big victories. But if you study, you know, the Montgomery bus boycott, big victory, or Rosa Parks, we hear about Rosa Parks. But there were years and years and years of work that we don't hear about that went into that moment. And it wasn't, for example, even Rosa Parks' being arrested wasn't this, you know, not planned thing that they took advantage of. They planned that, that thing mm. and they prepared for it and they prepared for the nonviolent protests. And, and so that was years and years. And, and we hear that, that moment in history and we think, OK, let's just get that. Right. And the reality is we aim towards those. But. But you just, you know, keep on working slowly and, and celebrate. That's why I say you have to celebrate the victories. You can't say beat yourself up for not going to the gym today. Right. You have to just celebrate that I went yesterday and I'm right. going to go tomorrow. Right. And, and then I didn't go for a week and you can beat yourself up or you can celebrate that fact that you finally went again. Right. And um, that I think is the, you know, what's, what's our personal best as opposed to comparing ourselves to others, mm -hmm. do we just know where we were, establish that baseline, and slowly but surely know that we're getting a little better? Right. You know, yeah. We're talking with Sam Collins. He is the community outreach manager with Fairfax County's Health Department. We're talking about the uh, community outreach team and the work that the community outreach team does. Um, how can folks learn more um, about the community outreach team? How can they get in uh, contact with maybe one of the, the managers that uh, is in their community? Is there a place to get more resources? So Yeah. Um, so first of all, the health uh, department's website, which is uh, www.fairfaxcounty/health. Uh, you can find about us there. But also you can reach out to us. Um, there's an email, hdoutreach.org. Org. I mean, dot, I'm sorry. HD, HD I'm sorry. HD, HD outreach at fairfaxcounty.gov. Gotcha. Okay. And um, that's health department HD. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have somebody looking at that email all the time, and we make sure that the any inquiries that come in okay. get assigned to the right person. Okay. And the team members that are in these different community uh, uh, communities, again, working with uh, the Chinese population, the Latino community, African-American community, uh, they're out in the community, they're going to events, those kind of things. If there are uh, events that want to see your outreach people at, could they email that same, yeah. same email? Or? Absolutely. And I think more importantly, what we're trying to be in the business is business of is helping to connect, be a connector of other resources. I mean, Fairfax mm -hmm. County is such a incredible place with so many services available to people. And so we try to listen and connect. So, you know, if, for example, somebody needs a connection to mental health resources, uh, we will connect with the CSB and make sure that they get them there. So mm -hmm. we're, we try and we're organizing amongst other community outreach people from other parts of the county to really be in network and coordinate mm -hmm. with each other. Interesting. Okay. I, I want to make sure we have time to, to talk about flu before time gets sure. away. So I'm going to go ahead and, and hit that now <clears throat> because we are in the, I guess, the height of the, the flu season here in uh, January, February of 2019. Um, 
basic question, what, what should we know about the flu? And then we'll kind of dig down and go into a little, little more specifics. Yeah. Well, don't go too deep. Okay. I won't talk clinical. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that the, the biggest thing to say is that flu is a very dangerous issue to people. And, it's, and I, until I got this job, never got my flu shot. And then what really prompted me to get my flu shot is when I realized that even though I'm healthy and I'll survive the flu, if I do get the flu and I shake somebody's hand, that person could have an elderly person or a child at home, and I could be helping to get that person critically ill and even help to cause that person's demise. And and so there is a there is a, a threat to the community that I didn't quite realize about how and, and that the flu shot mitigates that because we protect not only ourselves but those who are more vulnerable who might not survive the the illness. Right. I, I think that's a good point because I think I oftentimes, and I'm sure many, many folks too, um, don't really – we forget that part. It's, it's, like all, it's like all about me. And it's not selfish thinking. It's like, oh, I need to get it so I don't get sick. But I, right. that's a really critical point that, yeah, okay, maybe you haven't ever gotten the flu and you haven't ever gotten you sick. But – you know, do your do you wash your hands constantly, and and are you shaking other people's hands, and how is that transmitting right. diseases and those kind of things? So I think that's an excellent point for us to to try to remember, right? But that it's not just about us, right? We 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 are part of the Fairfax community, and we have a role. And if we if more of us get the flu shot, we actually help protect many others. And even those who don't get the flu shot, mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a it's almost like voting. It's a it's a responsibility to the community. Right. Well, and I mentioned hand washing. I, yes. You know, I remember. <clears throat> I forget how many years ago when the health department came out with, uh, I think posters. You know that that went in the bathrooms. You know about how to wash your hands. Correct. And I was like, really? That's our big message is washing hands. But as I've understood it, that is such an important, powerful thing to do. It, it absolutely is, and that's one of the presentations we do more than any other as our outreach team, and we can do it in people's communities. And we even have glow lights that show the germs oh, wow. and when people don't wash their hands correctly and, and things like that. So that's a fun thing for people. And other than the flu shot, washing our hands correctly is one of the most effective means to pr- protect ourselves and others. And then the third thing is staying home when you're sick. And, you know, a lot of places still don't have health insurance and, and jobs and people. And, you know, getting the flu shot saves them money. I mean, it gets the kids to school um, and um, make sure they don't lose money leaving, you know, losing mm-hmm. out on work. Some mm-hmm. of us are privileged to have uh, sick time, but others don't. And right. that's another piece is I, if I want those people to have health insurance, but I know they don't. I can help protect them as well just by taking my action. Right. I can't. I can't go out and make them wash their hands or get the flu shot. Right. Um, but I can do that. You can do your part to make sure you're not contributing <laughs> to, exactly to, to their catching illness. Exactly. Um, about out of time, Sam. Any final thoughts? <laughs> anything you want to uh, kind of leave our listeners with as we're we're talking about uh, health department health in our community here in Fairfax County. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm very excited by working with um, a bunch of other people. I mean, Fairfax County has a whole array of community outreach people, whether it's Department of Family Services or Neighborhood and Community Services. And I've really um, been really impressed with, in my year here, of 
the group of people from NCS, people like Elisa Lewick or Norma Lopez or Linda Giblin Hernandez um, from the area, I forget the name of it, AAA is what I know. Area Agency on Aging? Yes. And um, Grelia Steele from um, Emergency Management. Emergency Management. They they have really been taking the lead of organizing us to get together to to be more effective in our community outreach rather than be in silos. And so I've really appreciated the efforts to say, what are we doing as a county to, to work smarter um, and better in doing this community outreach? And so that's that's been really great. And mm-hmm. um, I, I like people to know that we're, we're doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And again, if folks uh, want to reach out to the health department uh, community outreach team, uh, do it by email. Send an email to hdoutreach at fairfaxcounty.gov. Or the uh, website is fairfaxcounty.gov slash health. Did I get all that right? I believe so. Okay. Sam, thanks so much for being with us on the County Conversation. Enjoy- You're welcome. Enjoyable chat and learned uh, learn some stuff, too, as I always do with these conversations. Great. Thank you. Sam Collins, again, Fairfax County Health Department uh, Community Outreach Manager with uh, Fairfax County's uh, Health Department's Community Outreach Team. If you need to get more Fairfax County news and event information, we encourage you to go online to fairfaxcounty.gov news. You can also call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. That's weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. I want to thank you again for listening to the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.